This summer, L.L. Bean invites you to simply step outside and enjoy the fresh air and sunshine. We'll be your guide with tips and advice to get more out of every moment outdoors. Here's one. On your next camping trip, turn a headlamp into a lantern in five seconds. Strap the headlamp around an empty clear water bottle or milk jug and turn it on. The soft white light will brighten up a tent. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. town of Plains, Georgia, population 776, was initially inhabited by the Muscogee people. In 1827, they were moved out by federal authorities under the Treaty of Washington. By 1840, three separate white settlements were formed, one of them called Plains of Dura. When the railroad came through the area in 1885, the settlements regrouped to form the town of Plains. The name was changed from Plains of Dura because the businessmen wanted it shortened. The state legislature agreed to the change, and a Mr. H.L. Hudson was the first settler in the new location. He donated the land for the depot and the town itself. Plains Depot is the oldest building in Plains, having been constructed in 1888. It served the community as a freight and passenger depot until 1951, when passenger service was discontinued. The building reopened in 1976 as the presidential campaign headquarters for Plains' most famous son, a peanut farmer named James Earl Carter Jr. I'm Jason Epperson, and today on the America's National Parks podcast, the Jimmy Carter National Historical Park. Millions of words could be written about Jimmy Carter and his influence on America and the world, but today I want to talk about two of Plains' lesser-known residents, the folks that would raise our 39th president, incidentally, the first who was born in a hospital. James Earl Carter Sr. was born in Arlington, Georgia on September 12, 1894. Going by his middle name of Earl, he attended Riverside Military Academy in Gainesville, where he stayed until the completion of 10th grade. He then began to work as a traveling salesman, mostly through Texas. He used the profits he made selling flat irons to invest in an ice house and laundry in Plains. In December 1917, Earl Carter enlisted in the United States Army for service in World War I. Initially a private, he advanced through the ranks to sergeant before being selected for officer training in August 1918. He completed the course at Camp Lee, but armistice had occurred earlier in the month, and the army was being reduced in size. So Earl Carter received his commission as a second lieutenant in the Georgia National Guard. After his discharge from the army, Earl opened a grocery store on Main Street in Plains. His time as a traveling salesman had already instilled a strong work ethic. Now, as the owner of a small business, he undertook the routine of working from sunrise until dark, Monday morning until Saturday afternoon.
Earl Carter married Bessie Lillian Gordy on September 27, 1923. Lillian was born in 1898 to James and Mary Ida Gordy in Richland, Georgia, a town a few miles west of Plains. She was the daughter of a postmaster and a homemaker. She knew at an early age that she wanted to be a nurse, and she studied at the Wise Sanitarium in Plains and finished her education at Grady Memorial Hospital in Atlanta the year she married. The couple raised four children while Lillian worked as a nurse part-time in her community and at the local hospital. She also worked with her husband at Carter's Warehouse, which specialized in the buying and selling of peanuts and cotton. She used her nursing skills to help her husband's employees and tended both black and white neighbors who needed medical care. She didn't see color, but rather saw humanity and refused to allow race to be a determining factor in how she treated people. By the time Jimmy was four years old, the couple had purchased a new home. When Earl took the children to see the house, he realized that he'd left his key behind. A wooden bar allowed only a small space for the windows to open, too small to allow access for an adult. Earl sent Jimmy through the window to open the door. Many years later, President Carter would recall that the approval of my father for my first useful act has always been one of my most vivid memories. Southerners sure have a way with words. Around the time Jimmy was 13, the elder Carter became one of the first directors of the Rural Electrification Program, which began to help Jimmy understand the importance of political involvement on both the state and national level. Jimmy Carter may be remembered as one of our most left-leaning presidents, but Earl Carter was fairly conservative. Lillian would later reflect that the couple had to adjust to their differing political views. But Jimmy often said the family never thought about trying to define such labels. Initially having supported Franklin D. Roosevelt, Earl opposed the implementation of his New Deal when production control programs instituted under Roosevelt included the slaughtering of hogs and plowing of cotton. James Earl Carter Sr. became more involved in Georgia politics and was eventually elected to the Georgia House of Representatives in 1953. He served briefly representing Sumter County until his death later that year. He died of pancreatic cancer at the age of 58. We'll be back in a moment, but first, a quick break for a message from our favorite place to search for the best campground for your national park adventures, Campendium. Campendium lists virtually every campground in North America and every type of campsite you can imagine. From remote backcountry tent sites to RV parks with water slides and pickleball courts, you can search by price, including free or by cell service, elevation, whether pets are allowed. Dozens of different search filters will bring you detailed user reviews so you can find the best campsite for your trip. Campendium is free at campendium.com or on the app, and you can upgrade to a RoadPass Pro membership to unlock an ad-free experience with more detailed cell service reports, public land map overlays, trail maps, and more. A RoadPass Pro membership also includes other premium apps like Togo RV and Road Trippers. Visit Campendium.com or download the app today and save $10 off a RoadPass Pro membership with code RVMILES10X.
After the death of Earl, Lillian and her four children soldiered on. She served as the house mother for the Kappa Alpha fraternity at Auburn University from 1955 to 1962, and she helped run a nursing home in Blakely, Georgia. But in 1966, she made a major decision. At the age of 68, when many people would be retiring from hard work, Lillian joined the Peace Corps and went to Mumbai, India, where she nursed in a small clinic treating all illnesses, including leprosy. Meanwhile, after the death of his father, Jimmy left his naval career and returned home to Plains, where he assumed control of his family's peanut growing business. He inherited comparatively little because of his father's forgiveness of debts and the division of the estate among his siblings. When Lillian returned, she became a force behind Jimmy's political campaigns for state senate, governor, and in 1976, president of the United States. She went on to publish two books during his presidency, one a collection of letters that she'd written her family while she was away in India. Her later years were spent at her home outside Plains, visiting with family and fishing. Lillian Carter received many honors for her work during her life. In 1977, she received the Covenant of Peace Award from the Jewish Synagogue Council of America. In 1978, she was awarded the United States Series Medal for being one of the first proponents of civil rights in her community. In 1980, she was named Honorary Chair of the Peace Corps National Advisory Council. And in 1986, the Atlanta Regional Office of the Peace Corps created the Lillian Carter Award, given every other year to volunteers over the age of 50 who demonstrate commitment to improving the lives of others. Emory University established the Lillian Carter Center for International Nursing in 2001 in honor of the work she did in India, reflecting the mission to improve the health of vulnerable people worldwide through nursing, education, research, practice, and policy. In 1983, Lillian died at the age of 85 in nearby Americus, Georgia. She was buried alongside her husband at Lebanon Church Cemetery. U.S. presidents have had such close ties with where they were born and raised. The rural southern culture of Plains, Georgia, that revolves around farming, church, and school, had a large influence in molding the character and in shaping the political policies of the 39th president of the United States. The Jimmy Carter National Historical Park welcomes visitors with free admission to the park daily. They suggest that you start your visit at the Plains High School, which houses the park's visitor center and museum. You can then head over to the Plains Depot, the 1976 presidential campaign headquarters, and museum for all of President Carter's campaigns. Finally, check out the farm where Jimmy Carter lived from the time he was four until he went off to college. In 2002, Jimmy Carter was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for his work in co-founding the Carter Center, aimed at promoting and expanding human rights. He's traveled extensively to conduct peace negotiations, monitor elections, and advance disease prevention and eradication in developing nations. He's a key figure in the nonprofit organization Habitat for Humanity, often seen rolling his sleeves up and pitching in to build a home for the needy. 
He's written over 30 books, ranging from political memoirs to poetry. At 97 years old, Carter is both the oldest living and longest lived president, as well as the one with the longest post-presidency, and his 76-year-long marriage makes him the longest married president. The Carters still reside in Plains, Georgia, in a modest 1960s ranch house, the only one they've ever owned. This episode of America's National Parks was hosted by me, Jason Epperson, with text from various sources, including the National Park Service. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search National Park Podcast. You can also join our America's National Parks Facebook group. If you're interested in RV travel, check out RVMiles.com and find us at the RV Miles Podcast. You can also follow Abigail and me as we travel the country with our three boys all over social media as our wandering family. Today's show was sponsored by L.L. Bean. Follow the hashtag BeAnOutsider and visit LLBean.com to find great gear for exploring the national parks. And by Campendium. Find listings and reviews for thousands of campsites for your next national park adventure at Campendium.com.